Turn to the second lesson, lesson in Colossians, chapter 3, starting in the 17th verse. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is your acceptable duty in the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, or they may lose heart. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, not only being watched in order to please them, but wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. Whatever your task, put yourselves into it as done for the Lord, and not for your masters, since you know since you know that the Lord will receive the inheritance as your reward, you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading today is from Luke chapter 12, starting in the 22nd verse. I invite you to stand as you're able for the reading. He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? If then you are not able to do so a small thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying, for it is the nations of the world that strive after these things. And your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for His kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. Please be seated. This past week, our boys and girls engaged in vacation Bible school. They were on a cave quest adventure. They learned that Jesus gives them hope, courage, direction, love, and with the Holy Spirit, power. These gifts are indeed from God, our Heavenly Father, who, whose heart for us is to give us these precious gifts. It's appropriate that we remember these gifts on Father's Day. Sometimes, however, we confuse the blessing or heartache we have with our earthly father with our Heavenly Father. 
I know in my life, my biological father was not around. He was addicted to heroin until nearly the day he died. Some of us today rejoice because we have dads who have been faithful examples of our Heavenly Father. Some of us grieve because we feel the hollow presence of what we missed out on. Some of us are thrilled because we are dads. Some of us are sad because we aren't. Some of us miss our dads who have gone before us to heaven. Some of us just can't wait to see them at the family barbecue this afternoon. Whatever joy or pain or loss we may experience with our earthly father, my prayer is that today we would be reminded and be led towards the reality and truth of our heavenly father. For we are not called to compare our, our earthly fathers our, our, our Heavenly Father to our earthly fathers were to do the opposite, to compare our earthly fathers to our heavenly one. So regardless of my story or yours, today all of us can turn to a Heavenly Father who will never abandon and always be faithful. A Heavenly Father who will never harm and always seek our good. A heavenly Father who indeed gives hope, courage, direction, joy, love, and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's this hope, though, that I want to focus on today. This hope that's revealed to us in our text this morning. As you turn to Luke 12 and look in verses 22 and 23, you'll see that our Father who created us also redeemed us. And he tells us these words, don't be anxious, for life is more, more than these earthly things. I like how one commentator framed it. He wrote, we are more mysterious, more complex than anything the Hubble telescope will ever see. We are even more enduring than a young star. And if we know him, our Father in heaven, We have double paternity. He's our Father Creator and our Father Regenerator. So why should we ever worry? Worry insults God and defies His reality. And so Jesus paints this picture for us in the verses that follow in 24 to 28 with ravens and lilies. He describes our Father in Heaven as one who cares for the very details of our lives. He says, he knows our Father needs these things. And if he cares for the ravens and the lilies, how much more will he care for us? What he calls us in Ephesians, his work of art. That's why he says to us and challenges us when we worry, you of little faith. Martin Luther picks up on this and talks about the flowers as our teachers. He says that the flowers stand there and make us blush. They become our teachers, he writes. Thank you, flowers, for you who are to be devoured by cows, these lowly things. They're glorifying God. And yet, God has exalted them very highly that they would become our masters and teachers, reminding us of our Heavenly Father's care. 
how much more will our Heavenly Father care for us? These lilies teach us that. All the, he knows all the concerns and cares of our daily life. And like a good father, even invites us to share with them with him as he teaches us to pray, give us our daily bread. But our Heavenly Father also in this text is inviting us to have a bigger perspective like a good father does when he teaches his children. A bigger vision. A kingdom vision. In our world today, like it was 60 and 70 years ago when Bonhoeffer, the Christian pastor and martyr who stood up for his faith in the face of the Nazi regime, first noted this. We often confuse the ultimate and the penultimate. In other words, we prioritize things that won't last over things that will. We do this in almost every area of our life, from deciphering right and wrong, to how we spend our time or our money, or how we invest in our relationships, and the list goes on. But let's look now in these last few verses of today's passage and to see where Jesus is leading us towards and why it gives us hope, why our Heavenly Father gives us hope. Listen to these words of Jesus. He says in verse 32, Fear not, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Our Father's heart for us, His good pleasure is to give us the kingdom, to participate in His kingdom come. The kingdom our Heavenly Father gives us was paid for with the blood of His Son. An eternal gift that will last well beyond the worries of our life. This kingdom perspective is one in which God invites us to live by. To move from the penultimate to the ultimate. Young pastor and father whose son was facing the ravages of cancer was asked a question no father wants to answer. His son said, Daddy, what does it feel like to die? Holding back tears and asking God for courage and, and the words to speak, he said, Son, I, I think it's something like this. Night after night, you go to sleep, fall asleep on the couch watching one of your favorite TV shows, and you don't know it, but when I find you asleep there, I pick you up in my arms and take you to the room that I built with my own hands and place you there in tender, loving care. And then barely holding back the tears, this young father and pastor said, and son, one of these days, you're going to fall asleep here, but don't be afraid. Jesus is going to come and pick you up and take you to a special room which He has built and prepared just for you. You see, when we remember this ultimate reality, we place our lives in the hands of Jesus, in the place that the Father has gone ahead to prepare before us. So when He says, fear not, the Father says this because He has overcome this world. Death is not to be feared. Hell should be our chief concern and Jesus has overcome that on the cross. And we need to bear that gospel message 
to our friends, family members, neighbors, household, co-workers, fellow students, everyone who God places in our path. Telling the story of our Heavenly Father who has sacrificed so much for us so that we can live with Him forever. And then invites us to participate in His kingdom come here on earth. So the next time you or I are tempted to worry about the penultimate, let's remember those lilies of the field. Let's remember the provision, the care, and love that our Father, who cares about all of these things, who sacrificed for us, let's remember the ultimate. It's so easy for us to forget. Some of us will be tempted later today. But God's promise His ultimate gift is there before us. That's why Jesus says in verse 33, to focus on a wealth that will never end, to focus on our Father's kingdom pursuits. Jesus writes, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So how do we do that? Well, I want to remind you to pass on these Four simple practices of discipleship today. I've shared with you with them once before. They come from the work of Vibrant Faith Ministries, but really they come from Deuteronomy chapter 6 that we read today. These four keys of faith formation to passing on our faith to all those in our household, whether it's one or ten, to live these discipleship practices then bless all those around us as well. They are devotions, Rituals, service, kingdom service, I call it, and caring conversations. Devotions. Daily time in God's Word. Whether you pick up a a daily book of prayers out in the centrum or use all the resources before us with a Bible app, it's easy to get into God's Word today. Simple time of prayer and devotion. And as we do that, we'll hunger more and more for this life-giving Word. Deuteronomy 6 teaches us this practice of discipleship, this faith formation that God designed from the beginning that it would be in our homes, to write it on our hearts, that it would be wherever we rise or wherever we go. It's the foundation of our discipleship. Yes, VBS was amazing this last week. Sunday mornings, it's fantastic together as God's people. Wednesday nights are wonderful fellowship and growth in God's Word. But nothing compares, not even a a great mission trip, compares to daily coming to God's Word, that daily foundation that we hear in Deuteronomy 6. Nothing is more life-changing than coming to God's Word in your home every day. The next key practice are caring conversations. We pick this up in the Colossians text today. We hear Jesus commanding parents, specifically fathers, not to discourage their children. I take that as not focusing in on the penultimate, but focusing in and encouraging the ultimate. There's so much to unpack in that Colossians text. We'll leave it there for now, but except to say this, that Jesus invites us to be in caring conversations with one another in our homes and with our friends and neighbors. Whether it's in small groups, a fellowship, whether it's in your own living room, we're to be listening ears, to care for each other and the details of each other's lives just as our Heavenly Father does. Caring conversations are crucial to passing on our faith. 
And then there's rituals and routines that hold us accountable to a daily rhythm of following Christ. You know, brushing our teeth or going to the gym can be a drag, but they're helpful not just for ourselves, but the people around us too. These rituals bind us into a routine and rhythm when we don't feel like it, when our emotions fail us and remind us of God's faithfulness. We need them, whether it's a, a, a prayer around a meal or a blessing in the morning or an evening. Rituals and traditions to hold us close to God. And then finally, kingdom service. We need to be about God's kingdom. Whether it's serving at the Albuquerque Rescue Mission or at VBS or doing an act of kindness in your own home or speaking the story of the Gospel to someone who needs to hear it. Chick-fil-A got busy on, yes, a Sunday morning and made food for those grieving the loss and ravages of the tragedy in Orlando. We need to be people of kingdom service. We need to be people who are on the field sharing the love of Christ and sharing it with deed and word. In my life, my biological father failed to step up, but other men didn't. Mr. Germino, my middle school history teacher, shared the gospel with me. My grandfather, my stepdad, others stepped up for kingdom service. And they remind us to share the gospel as they remind me in my life. Our Heavenly Father gives us hope and changes our perspective and proclaims this promise. Hear it again. Fear not. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus.